I'm Jason Ward from MakingStarWars.net, and uh, <laughs> we're today we're talking about all kinds of Star Wars stuff. I, I'm gonna have Milky Fascist stuck in my head for three days, dude. <laughs> milky Fascist. I mean, <laughs> I mean, she is a Milky Fascist. She does like cereal, but uh, uh, that eye of the eye, Bob of the eye, that's, <laughs> that's the winner for me. That, that um, milky Fascist is a strong. Strong second place. That, <laughs> that is that's that's the best lyric I've read in twenty years. Like, <laughs> I, I think it's funny that I, I spend like you know about a good twelve hours on that stupid song and in, in totality, and then um, I spend about fifteen seconds on the Iger one. Yeah. You're like, that's the one, baby. Well, that's the one, right to the top. But to be fair, like covers are easier to do like i could see oh, yeah. and conjure up lyrics to covers it's just we're all going to get every video demonetized we could do covers on yeah. if they didn't demonetize we could do covers left or right we probably oh have, that'd be so fun you probably have 10 times the, the the channel reach if you were able to do covers and not have the fucking whole channel black blacklisted off youtube you know during live streams yeah that's that's the whole yeah. Good problem but, as you uh, learn with the different snokes <laughs> different. no actually different snokes, different snokes was fine it was saved by the bell organa that they said no oh, that's like, the one like, saved by the bell man it's so yeah. good yeah they said no but uh as the truth is letting everybody know that their avatar 2 tickets are on sale i want everyone to know i got my avatar 2 tickets 
for my daughter and <sighs> my dad. My son didn't want to go. He says that stuff's dumb. Is what he said. But I got the tickets. Rob doesn't have the tickets because he's not a real fan. He's a fake fan. Uh, he also doesn't have an Avatar <laughs> two poster, and uh, he didn't he didn't get the poster. And so, um, okay. yeah. So if you want to talk okay. about about how much you know, keeping Cameron happy, I keep Cameron happy. And so I got Rob, three points but, to this. Okay. Every, one, everyone knows James Cameron's movies make their money the fourth weekend, not the first weekend. <laughs> like, so. When I'm there, like watching it every fucking week, and I'll take one of the shows off, especially when there's big important news. When they want to hear what I have to say, I won't be here for that. I'll be watching now, I'll, just to spite all you motherfuckers. So that's yeah. one. Two. Won't be coming two. to the Avatar show because not a Pacific fan. Yeah, go on. Two. I I go to an independent local chain, you know. Right. And so right. they don't they don't do this whole, you know, buying tickets a month and a half out. Do this whole fucking thing. selling tickets thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, AMC needs all that early fucking money, you yeah. know, like because like when you have a three hundred million dollar write down because you you bought too many fucking theaters, then yeah, they need all the fucking tickets they can get. Right. And then three, I don't know anything about that, but okay. And this is my bigger point, Jason. I was promised, I was promised for the last year on this channel, for the last ten years, that I would be the only fucking person in that theater. So far as I'm concerned, I should be able to just walk in. Two seconds before that movie starts and have the whole yeah. fucking place to myself. So okay. I Rob, don't Rob. understand. Rob, try it. Why are you? Huh? <laughs> yeah, I'm going yeah, to. Rob. That's the plan. Yeah. I was like, what do I, what do I have to pre-order? <laughs> if I'm the only one going, why do I have to pre-order anything? Like, <coughs> I'm dying what here. is this? <laughs> like, yeah. What is this? Everyone should be still be seeing Top Gun Maverick when I go to see this fucking thing. And Spider-Man and Black Panther. And, well... The only place that's going to be more empty than my theater is the Black Adam Theater. So, right, <laughs> maybe. Well, the maybe, uh, Jason. the the old thesis maybe. was, who needs Avatar when you have Star Wars movies? But we don't have Star Wars movies, so we see, have Avatar. Do you see? And you're fine. not getting Star Wars We're movies Avatar. that put a lot of emphasis on quality CGI and the theatrical experience and the deep well, engaging practical sets. Storyline based upon a mystical force that is at tune with warriors of a planet who have to fight an empirical empire. Right. <laughs> a corporate right. empire that wants to you know what I'm saying, Jason? Like this is it's so Wait, funny. But I thought this one was about Water. It's called the way, maybe, of, way of Water. Maybe if they had made a General Grievous movie, it would have had a whole trilogy out by now. Oh, dude, can you imagine that, dude? Like he really wears his heart on the outside, you know? Like I can identify. <laughs> I just want. To I hope Rick poker. McCallum produces it. Um. Anyways, uh, yeah. So I, I was gonna say, losers. Perhaps if Dwayne Rob Johnson had called it Blue Adam, you might have had a shot at making more right. money. But such is life. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Um, a bunch. Of, so, uh, do you want to talk about Indiana Jones, Bob Iger, or Star Wars video games first? Well, we got the whole Kathleen Kennedy's getting fired bullshit again. So why don't we just deal with this? <laughs> oh yeah, that um, Aria was supposed to re remind me. Where are you at, Aria? Is Aria here? Oh, Aria, there she is. Aria did it. Aria did her did did her homework. Aria asked me about that. And um, so here's here's the thing: is is a, a a guy in the film industry tweeted out likes. I heard I heard that this was going to happen, and somebody else was on thin ice too, right? But it's yeah. it it becomes irrelevant if in this industry, 
if you will, because every fucking week somebody tells me somebody's on thin ice. Bob Paycheck is going to get fired and Kathleen Kennedy's on the chopping block every fucking time. And in that company, the, the, the rumors are probably real. So I'm like, I'm not even saying like the, 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 the film guy is wrong. Um, the guy from Collider, I think. Uh, it's just like, I'm not saying he's wrong. It just, it's irrelevant because you hear it so often. Eventually the broken clock would be right twice. And you wouldn't even know if that person was actually telling you a true rumor. Does that make sense? I always call it the broken Rob because I'm only twice. I'm only right twice a year. So, you know, like okay. the broken Rob. Broken Rob, right Rob twice, twice yeah. a year. Mostly I'm wrong, and, and, but <laughs> I do get it right every now and then. <laughs> but uh, uh, the prevailing wisdom is is it's Josh DeAmaro. Is that how you say his name? Who's like the uh, Parks guy who took took over when, when uh, Paycheck became like the main guy. The guy that made it so, so you you don't you, you have to like pre-order every ticket to every ride a month in advance. <laughs> they they okay. actually kind of they kind of pulled back. I mean some of that was okay. Some of that wasn't bad. Like I don't think that's necessarily like like the word like it like it was it was nice for instance when you get a reservation for rides of the resistance and then you just show up to it and get on the fucking ride. I appreciate that. Here's the that. thing, though. Here, but, but, I get that, but Jason. It was but too, it was too confusing for dummies was the problem with it. And not for, yeah. for the average person, they just would go and not understand. You know, yes. like, it just... They, they had a messaging problem. The, messaging problems is the they slightest did. way of putting it, you know? like. Mm-hmm. But no, but no, but no, I mean, I mean, people just didn't imagine understand. like showing up to Comic Con and not knowing what room you can get into, like any room, like the floor, the booth, you know, like it'd be so weird. So it's just, it, yeah, it does seem like they needed both. They needed to have the reservations and they needed to have a line for dummies. I mean, I really think that was the that was the yeah. solution. I'm a big dummy. You know, did, did you go there and have that problem, Rob? No, I haven't been to Disneyland <laughs> since 25th. So, let me tell you what the last since, time I went since, to Disneyland. Yeah, yeah. No, and this is actually a red-letter date, right? Like, I used to go every Christmas because the park was pretty much empty and it rained. And, you know, Southern California, man, the minute fucking rain shows up, they just they just cry. <laughs> they play on Morrissey all fucking day and get all bummed out. Anyways, 2015, I took my nephew because his father. You call Morrissey Morrissey? Had... Yeah, yeah. Man, I, I pronunciate any fucking way I choose, bro. That is, that so is pretentious. Go on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, look, you see, you see my ghetto here. I'm, I'm as pretentious as it gets. Hey, so, <laughs> so I I took my nephew because his father had passed away the year before, and okay. I, I didn't want him to be all bummed out on Christmas. So I took my nephew, and then we all went to Disneyland on Christmas. Called my dad from there, <laughs> and then my dad passed away while I was at the park, dude. Like. It was like the last time I talked to my dad, you know, and right. and so we we're at the park and we were at the California Adventure because I start there first, you know, take them on Soar and all that shit. And then we go to the main park, couldn't do it because apparently that was the year Bob, I, Bob Paycheck thought it'd be really great if they quadruple booked the park with like, uh, how do I say giant groups from overseas, right? right? I don't care where they come from, but it was these giant groups of tourists right yeah and no one could get into the park it was literally shut down over over capacity right i've been going to disneyland since 1984 right 
I only, I, I remember when Splash Mountain was a six hour wait. Like, you know, like I've never yeah. seen the park at over capacity. You know, like I think I remember a couple times, like when Indiana Jones ride first came out, that was kind of a big deal, you know. But over capacity sure. is a whole nother problem, especially on like a day everyone's kind of like celebrating, I don't know, a holiday. Then the birth of then our Lord Jason, and Savior, Jesus the, Christ. Then the flu broke out over there. So that was my yeah. first pandemic like experience. And and people were trying to get all racist it's because there's Chinese people. No, no, that's got nothing to do with this. There's too many fucking people in this park in this place. Wait a minute, in 1955. man. Are you telling me you were in a prequel for the China virus? Yeah, I was at Disneyland. Okay. I was the go back and look at that 2014 breakout yeah. at Disneyland. That was like the first time I was like, oh, if you get enough of us, these dirty mother people. And then I was like, that's when I became really aware of the uh, the anti-vax movement. You know what I mean? That's yeah. when like all that shit was. So, so I, I'm familiar with this dude like turning the park into like, like let's put too many people in there so we never have to worry about downtimes and then the quality of your experience goes to shit and right. that just sort of continued all the way to the point now where you have to like getting getting tickets to go on a ride at disneyland is more difficult than getting a hotel at comic-con you know like it's, okay. it's pretty crazy right i'll hold to tell you what <laughs> anyways um... but not very farm is always open it's always <laughs> always open <laughs> never have to worry i say go to not very um it's a little, little rickety there right now. Uh, was there? That's recently? what I love about it. <laughs> oh, you're remembering. It's more rickety, more rickety. It's scarier. Oh, I uh, love so it. Funnel cake and, and everyone about. Yes, yes. Yeah. That's the kind of. That's that's how I remember theme parks. <laughs> um, all right. So so just this is just I thought interesting if it's true. Disney board reached out to Bob Iger on Friday about coming back as CEO. Um, Disney's senior leadership, including CFO Christine McCarthy, had concerns with Chapek's management of the company. Chapek and his inner circle were caught off guard by the news, which broke Sunday. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm really I'm I'm coming down with something. But uh yeah, so there 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 you have it. I mean, in case if that's true, that's I mean, I don't I'm not really like what, what did you call it as would you would you call it as golden parachute? Who cares? And I I, I agree with you. Yeah, this guy is getting paid millions of dollars. I mean, yeah. it is funny to see a CEO under finally go. I was blindsided. Well, that's called at will employment, fuckface. This is what you've been <laughs> doing to park employees and animators and creatives for God knows how fucking long, right? Right. So yep. boo fucking who for you? Yeah. You know, it's embarrassing. Oh, it's so embarrassing with my fucking millions of dollars. You know. Yeah. yeah maybe he can go to Knott's Berry Farm. That's what, if I was him. I would literally go to the Universal Studios or to Knott's Berry Farm and take a photo of me, you know, enjoying my day off. <laughs> like, yeah. I just troll the other side. It's almost as embarrassing as having to live in your car work, to work at Disneyland. Yeah, like most um, park employees. You know. <laughs> I don't know about most, but some have. Yeah, it's fucked up. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, some <laughs> park employees. Hey, I'm trying to be the fair guy. Trumpy. I'm yeah, trying to be I'm fair. fair. Some people I'm are fair. saying that most live in the cars. Some people are saying, <laughs> but that's just Rob. It's not really true. Right. But uh, some people, so. yeah. But I mean, that that should have been more embarrassing uh, to him. I'll tell you when I knew the dude was done. <coughs> you know, like this okay. dude's not going to make it. And this just comes from having like you and I lived through the Michael Eisner period, which started off great and then slowly devolved into Michael Eisner picking a fight with Pixar to the point where Steve Jobs is going to leave. And then this is detailed in the book Disney War, which is actually pretty accurate from all the people I've spoken to about it. 
So, you know, I'd say as far as accurate as books get, let's say it's over the 50% line, right? Yeah. Which is pretty good territory. So he picks a the paycheck, picks a fight with Pixar. Bob Iger back in the day was the one that like mediated with Steve Jobs to come back to Disney, you know, like, and then they bought them, you know, and then they shuttled that weird Toy Story 3 movie they were making. And that was the end of Eisner, basically, was Pixar. And it's like, okay. when your Pixar employees are like, we're going to revolt. The people that brought you all your Oscars, by the way, you know, what I mean? like, like if it wasn't for Pixar, Disney wouldn't have an Oscar at all. Like, you know, like, like that, this is be honest. Like, that's their awards cash cow, you know, like that's right. It sold toys when they didn't know what the fuck to do with their lives. So what are they, you know, every now and then they go through a spurt of movies you don't like, but it's irrelevant. Yeah. That car's fucking shit. I can't stand. That, right. that that put more money in the coffers than 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 people know. Put it that way. Oh yeah, L- little l- I mean, Cars pajamas probably made more than some Marvel movies. <laughs> Could be wrong yeah. about that, but it 100%. does seem. I mean, look, it look, does seem like that's look the what ride got built first. Yeah, the whole Cars Land got built before all that shit. You know. So, yeah. So when he when 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 paycheck was like, I get not releasing a movie during pandemic, but when it was like none of these films are getting released and then the Lightyear movie was marketed in probably the most ham-handed way since they intentionally tanked the John Carter marketing. Remember when they uh-huh. Bob I, they intentionally tanked that because they were doing the Star Wars deal. I was like, are they intentionally taking tanking Lightyear? So like hmm. like this is the weirdest fucking I, I don't care about the I think it was a bad creative decision to do, but the marketing was as milk toast as it gets. And then they got their new Yeah, so anyways when that when that happened, I'm like, this shit, this dude's it's never gonna work. It's never gonna work. Yeah, well, like and like we were talking about before too. I mean, you're not really gonna take kids to see kids movies that are gonna be streaming in 45 days. It's just not worth the COVID risk. It's not worth the money. It's not worth the hassle. Yeah, when Minions made like a billion fucking dollars. By the way, I yeah. like the first Minions movie a lot. The second one, I don't like. I don't like the second Minions. Movie. My 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 children like love them. They're yeah, because not, they like grew little kids and they're. The music I like it when it's there. the Minions. When it's just the minions and no one can understand them, and they're hanging yeah. out with psychotic families and trying to find like that shit's hilarious. Yeah. But when it's all like, how do I say this? Like the first, I know we're talking about minions, but who the fuck cares? So Min- minion show. Uh, Whatever. So we want. the first Whoa. film felt like when animators and artists were doing the gags, right? Like you come okay. up with things creatively, and the second yeah. film feels like when actors are like improving in a booth and they put it in a movie. Yeah. I don't like actors improvising in a booth and putting it in a movie. You know, right. I, don't, I don't like it. So, so don't do it, actors. Rob will get you. But um, hey, cartoons aren't for adults, right, Jason? Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, like as an artist, me. man, I love it when CEOs. I, I heard once a T-shirt CEO walk through the halls and tell one of their clients that this is like a family. They're like my children, and I'm like, I'm not your fucking kid. <laughs> like, I can't. and I'm like, I'm willing to get in trouble for this one. Cause I'm not yeah. going to sit here and have a guy half my age tell me he's like my father, you know, like that shit ain't happening. So when, when, it, when the guy who runs an animation studio tells you, tells all their animators who are animating, who are adults that this shit ain't for adults. Like, why do you think, come on, man. Like, I mean, you doing? I mean, you know, that's how the original star Wars was made. You got to sit on George's lap, call him daddy. And then he'd be like, here, go make a Dexter flex for daddy. That's how Bob Iger bought, Bought Star Wars. I don't know if you're aware. He just sat on George's lap. <laughs> Aria, Aria, I'm glad that you were vaccinated so that way you, you could watch the show. 
because she says, sorry, Rob, but every time I, I took the vaccine, my 5G has somehow gotten better. And it seems very sus. So, um, very Michael clever. Eisner very was the was the was the reason that Indiana Jones went to Paramount. He was the one who got the deal, and it was originally four or five picture five picture deal, and uh, which we are seeing end now. I don't I don't know if it was ever renegotiated, but the last Rensselaer book about the Indiana Jones quadrilogy at the time um, just said. I hate that word, by the way. I know. I hate. I hate the whole thing. Since I just, I, know. I don't know what you call it. Um, but uh, point. I hate being, verse more, but quadrilogy. I hate. I've hated more uh, since that alien bullshit. In the indie verse, um, the quadrilogy indie verse. Uh, we'll just combine them, make it ultimate. Uh, but basically it was a five picture deal. So there was, there was always going to be a, a five movie deal. And if they didn't use Harrison in the fifth one, they'd have to pay him still. So that's why I was always of the opinion. If you look back at our old shows about Indy from the last couple of years or the, when we started this, this YouTube show, um, I was just like, I don't think Chris Pratt's going to be Indiana Jones unless they, they have him share the screen with Harrison Ford in a back and forth kind Let's of thing. Be honest, because... It should have been Bradley Cooper. I don't know. You're going to do one of these stupid Hollywood guys? Those guys are are all older than Harrison Ford when he was Indiana Jones. Like, if you're going to go for it, go for it with somebody with longevity, I say. But I don't know. I I, I don't know. It's crazy. You know, I I don't, I don't, honestly, I don't feel like (laughs) any of these people. I don't feel like, I don't feel like fucking Chris Pratt or Cooper have, have the magic. So I say fuck them all. Just, that's just do CGI Ford. Let's just not do it at all. Um, <laughs> all right, so, all right, so let's go I over. Bow the god of dumplings to play Indiana Jones. <laughs> Burn it all down, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, hopefully you can hear me. Um, here, let's 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 give Bestman Bulletin some walk around money, and you, you could go to his coffee page and you could um, give him a little tip. And uh, so I did, and 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 those Ball. little things come down. Yeah, and you you can leave a you can leave a message like your short round. Um, on it and be condescending, which is always fun. But you know, we use those articles, so I thought it was it would be it would be a good idea that we um, give them a little little bit of a tip, just the tip for for Bestman Bulletin. <laughs> oh, be sure this He's story. like, no, Rob tricked me the last time. Don't be doing that, that last time. Yeah, so we'll we'll just hit this really quickly uh, before we go on to the Indiana Jones news. Multiple reports. Oh, yeah, but, oh yeah. Before we go on, actually. Um, I think it's ultimately very good that Bob Iger's back. And the reason being is that it, the vibe, I never got anything truly horrible from, from paycheck, JPEG when, when talking about star Wars, it seemed like maybe like there was no direction, like there was, but it did seem like there was a little bit of like acknowledgement about the solo thing and, and that, that the fear came in the fact that they can fuck it up. And that seemed to be, it did. It wasn't like everybody's afraid to make a Star Wars movie. They went into a purposeful like we're gonna put all of our our eggs in Disney Plus, and we're gonna that was that was the like charter. But you would hear things about Solo a lot. The the good thing for Star Wars is Bob Iger's the one who fucked Solo up. Solo was his mistake, and so he and when he left, it was like Lucasfilm's mistake. They owned it after Iger left. They were they inherited his mistake. Now that he's back, uh, it's probably good. It probably means that we won't see that mistake made again. Iger, while he's, you know. He's also the reason why 
the yeah. episode seven was fast tracked so quickly. Yeah, there's so, a reason. You know. I mean, he's the reason. So yeah, he's he not. Wanted... You know, he's not imperfect here. You know, let's not go around. Well, yeah, he's the reason that episode nine. I I think seven was 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 a was a success. Seven did what they intended. Seven and eight were the intention. Episode nine. Attack of the Clones was intended too. No, I I told you guys, Lucas was disappointed in himself about. I know you tell me, but I don't listen. I just shit my ear when you're just like, blah, 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 blah. Right. So, but uh, look, the dude's only going to be, he's only re up for two years. Iger picked paycheck. So the real question is will this dude last longer than two years? Can he actually fix all the problems in two years? Or is this dude, who's he going to pick next? You know, like the initial the initial thing was that he's supposed to be grooming his successor in those Uh-oh. two years. I don't Bad think he word. will. I think he'll Bad stay. Choice of words. I I I I, I, I think I, the guy should like. I don't like, think he wants man, to. I'm go. sorry. I'm sorry. You gotta be CEO of Disney. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> gotta go to the premieres and, and gotta text I, people and go to there was, dinners there, and shit. Like, just shut there up. Was man. A, there was a time when he was sticking his toe in the water of a presidential run and he was like filling stuff out and he was looking into it. I think he just like looked at all of his options post Disney and I don't think anything came to him. I think he liked to be the guy at Disney. I think that's he like to pay off the politicians who wants to be the politician. <laughs> I mean, you, you know, politicians get paid off for 30 grand. You can make, you know, that's chump change compared to CEO money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Look, let's be honest I, too. Here's another downside to fucking, to, to, to Iger or anyone else who's ran Disney in the last hundred fucking years. Uh, they don't know what to do with video games, man. Disney yeah. to this day has never understood video games. It's the one thing that if Walt Disney lived in spry health till the 90s, he would have been on video games so fucking fast, that guy. Like, so fast. And 3D animation. And it just took them took them a long time to get on board those two things. And to this day, they still don't understand uh, uh the video game side of it, you know? I mean, yeah, the, the Jedi Fallen Order is great. I'm trying to segue into games. Oh, but I've oh, had well, this, like... Steven has where... a good question, though. He has a good okay. question. He says, what does it mean for the 10 movies they have planned? Will it whittle it down to just <laughs> one or two? I, 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 don't, I don't think... Personally, I don't think so. I think movies are kind of the bread and butter for the most part. So I, I don't think Watching so. Watch fast track that Mando movie, my friend. Like, <laughs> the uh, well, the uh, the uh, thing that that people so that uh, this is there's going to be a little bit of hyperbole in this, okay? But it's the best way to explain it. But uh, JPEG was a bean counter, and Iger is a creative producer. Thumb counter, Jason. Thumb. And, counter. Yeah, and so you you so with with Bob Iger. If you have a really good idea, I think he'll throw money at it. If he thinks that's a really good idea, like this could really make a lot of money and it's a really good idea that would give the company longevity, he'll toss money at it. Whereas JPEX, uh, uh, wait and see, show me, you know? So um, could we see some of these movies that are that are that are out there? getting changed around or something like that. I'm sure something will happen. I'm sure there's, there's some idea that's just not good. I'm sure that there's, or, or is mismanaged that he's going to like probably rein something in. So I would expect it, but I would also expect the, uh, it not to necessarily slow down. That would, that would be my, that would be my, my guess. And, um, but we'll see, you know, 
It's it's all a big guess. I mean, who would have thought Iger would come back again? This is Iger's third time, really. He was he was there. He was supposed to leave, and he stayed. And then that made bad blood between him and JPEG. He stayed, and he was like, "Dude, you're supposed to fucking go." And, and I could understand him being uh, JPEG being kind of annoyed with that. That that's that's reasonable. But he stayed because of the pandemic for a little bit. And then he then he took off. And uh, when you when you look at it, like uh, it's really smart timing for 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 Iger though, because it's almost like it's all getting pushed pushed on over to 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 JPEG. But like in theory, the worst of the pandemic is over. We should be coming out of it. <laughs> Eleven thousand like, deaths the other day, but they're they're taking yeah. forever to report them. So who knows how that was amortized over? You know, right. We just don't know, man. Like, that's the problem with the neoliberal fucking economy. Like, left or right running the show, it's still fucking neoliberal economics. And so we're in, we're in a situation yeah. where, you know, they're just going to just let everyone slowly fucking die of debilitating diseases, you know, and just act like it's business as usual. No, it's just normal. People just live, you know, <laughs> you know what are you going to do? So, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm going to get all fucking negative here, but. Uh, whatever. I guess. I guess we all we should all celebrate that another rich white guy is in charge of a company that <laughs> that doesn't uh, pay their fucking employees a living wage. So, I mean, maybe, maybe. And maybe, look, then uh, people who wear them fucking costumes should be paid the most. Let's we'll be honest, man. You get out there, you got fucking randos touching them and shit. Lord knows what those, but the poor actresses who have to play Tinkerbells and fucking Cinderellas have to put up with. I you think know? they're all furries and they like it. I think they're getting paid to do what they love. Look, if they let <laughs> you and I dress up in those outfits, we don't mind being grown up by older <laughs> we're all for no. that. But uh, you know. put a put a put a, <laughs> yeah. put a put a couple of dollars in uh, Pluto's little strap, a little little G string here. I'm cool. But all right, let's get to Best Bulletin's article. Finally, we can do this. I know we can do it, Rob. I know we can focus. Can we? Can we? I can't. Fuck us. All right, here it's all right, here it is. So this this pisses me off. This is why I decided to give Bestman Bulletin a couple of dollars today. Multiple reports claim that Star Wars Jedi Survivor will debut at new trailer at the Game Awards. Which Bestman's been saying the whole fucking time. Bestman's been saying this the whole fucking time. So um and he's on he's got hives and he's on Mastodon. I made a Mastodon account. I think it kind of sucks. I don't really understand it, but I'm making Star Wars app dot party, Mastodon dot party or some bullshit like that. I don't know. Whatever. Um, I don't know what Hive is, but I've had Hives before and it's not fun. Um, back in October, journalist and insider Jeff Grubb revealed on his podcast, Games Best Mornings, that Star Wars Jedi Survivor was due to start marketing in December ahead of its long rumored March release. When I covered Grubb's report on October 21st, I revealed... I best been bulletin that my own sources had told me that Trailer was expected to be unveiled at this year's Game Awards on December 8th. That's about a week before Avatar 2, where the real fans will be going, uh, who already have tickets. Uh, today, two individual reports are reiterating that a new trailer will debut at the Game Awards. Oh, you don't fucking say. I don't even need to. Sorry, fucking... Jason. I was I was signing you up to Parlor. What did you say? Oh, cool. That's I, I I love Parlor. I remember uh, one day the uh, James Arnold Taylor, who plays Obi Wan Kenobi, 
he was like, oh, what's this parlor? Should I go make an account? Everybody's like, I'm going to unfollow you and all this stuff. And he was like, he didn't even know what was going on. He's like, I just like to have things on every social media account. And they're like, you know, he didn't know what it was, but it was like, it was, it was funny to see um, Twitter people rather than trying to educate somebody really just trying to like jump down their throat. Uh, Best one was not credited in the article, despite our successful track record. See, it's bullshit. Fucking bullshit. And uh, I hate that that Star Wars news that thing of, oh, well, I didn't read your article, therefore I couldn't know, and it's exclusive to me. Oops. Now that I do know, I'm not going to change it. it wasn't <laughs> I inadvertently stole all your info and monetized it. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> My bad, I stepped into stealing your shit puddle. <laughs> I'm pretty sure exclusive means you reported it first and I like you a lot. Otherwise, <laughs> it ain't exclusive, buddy. We was careful to slowly copy your name so people can't tell the difference. <laughs> what we do here at Star Wars Newsnet is we take the most mundane part of a very cool exclusive and we make that our exclusive. Okay? Okay. Uh, what's with the accents? Uh, I don't know. It's that, that's our dumb guy accent. Uh, what's with the exclamation we... points? Yeah, huh? what's with the exclamation huh? points, huh? Huh, buddy? Huh, dude? Huh? Huh? Dude. Huh? <laughs> Okay. Huh? Wait, this is the one I picked? I, I didn't think I even picked this one, but I guess I did. But so we'll do that one first. That's fucking weird. Where's this one at? There it is. <coughs> Excuse me. Indiana Jones 5 will pit Indy against Nazis again in 1969. And one of the things that uh, I, I don't think is in the article, might be, but I don't think it is, that Steven Spielberg didn't want to make a movie with Nazis in it. He was. He doesn't like cartoonizing people that uh, you know try to murder his people or did murder his people, like a couple million of them. And uh, I understand where he's coming from, but at the same time, it's fun to see him get punched in the face. Uh, if there's something Indiana Jones hates more than stakes, it's Nazis. Ever since Raiders of the Lost Ark, Harrison Ford's hero has been fighting Hitler's hordes, thwarting their plans, brawling with them, <laughs> or even just letting hordes. them be hoisted yeah. by their own petard when meddling with ancient mythical relics. Given that the upcoming, as yet untitled, Indiana Jones 5 is set decades after the events of World War II, you'd be forgiven for thinking that Indy might have a different enemy this time around. But while much is new in the upcoming blockbuster, some things never change. If Indiana Jones 5 is back in action, so too are some familiar fearsome forces. Such as Stanley. Familiar fearsome forces. I love it. True I love, believers. I'm, I'm yeah. a fan of that kind of that writing style. Uh, Empire yeah. can reveal that Indiana Jones 5 finds our... Oh, by the way, I saw House of Mouse in like five fucking industry articles last night. Fuck you if you write House of Mouse, you fucking lazy. Look, Anyways. The only thing uh, anyone should ever use is the Mouse Factory because it was the best mouse show. Ever. How about calling mouse it the Mouse Trap? The Mouse the Trap. Mouse factory. I'm gonna get a girlfriend who works at Disney. I'm gonna call her the Mouse Trap. Yeah, that's All what right. happens when you when you when you when you make an agreement to meet someone on Tinder, but paycheck shows up instead. Oh shit! <laughs> like, I'm giving you the tip, Jason. I'm like, yeah, I, I, I saw Jones. I saw that big old thumb, bald head, no eyebrow looking dude, but he had some lipstick on. I thought, well, you know, why not? Um, you tried, it, did you see Chip and Dale's the Chip and Dale movie? No. That's worth watching. It's 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 got it's got it's got the craziest fight at the end with, against a Gumby character. And like, how do you kill a Gumby character? 
Remember and like, Chris I imagine Farley that's what it's like to fight off paycheck, you know? I like that Chris <laughs> Farley was a Chippendale dancer. Um, they Empire, bring that up. Oh, okay. Empire can reveal that Indiana Jones 5 finds our hero in 1969. So, you know, he's, he's married. By the way, in all the pictures, Indy does have his wedding ring on, which was a scoop that uh, I had. That's pretty obvious, but that that Karen Allen was back. Uh, living against the backdrop of the space race, but the American effort to beat the Russians to the moon brings with it some uncomfortable truths for Indy. So we're getting into some Operation Paperclip shit, I think, right? The simple fact is that the moon landing program was run by a bunch of ex-Nazis. Indiana Jones 5 co-writer and acclaimed British playwright Jez Butterworth tells Empire how ex they are is the question. Name. Butterworth, it's the best. I wish I had an S. I wish it was Buttersworth. I'll let you say Buttersworth every time. Can you say Buttersworth every time? Buttersworth. Buttersworth. Worths. All right. Buttersworths. Buttersworths. <laughs> That's, um, that's how I talk, buddy. That's, that's, that's <laughs> my jams. <laughs> oh, Buttersworth. <laughs> okay. uh, how X they are is the question, and it gets up in these nose like cocaine. Uh, pitching Indiana, a, pitching Indiana, a man always looking to the secrets of the earth rather than the stars. What? Into the, the era? Wow. <laughs> is that like okay. an, is, is that like a lag, or is that like a dig on Indy 5 or Indy 4? Into the era of the astronaut finds him even more of a man out of time. Wait, hold on. Oh, out of time. There it is. But, out of but, time. I can't do the voice because I'm I'm going through some voice shit right now. But like yeah. Lucas literally put a spaceship underground. Like that is technically both the Earth and the stars. Like, Interdimensional beings point, in fact, is what the movie says. <laughs> it's a fucking alien. Let's shut the uh, up. <laughs> it's not just that the model of what a hero is has completely changed, says Butterworth. It's not just that they're looking for something where there's nothing up there. It's like Reno without the gambling or whatever his line is. But the movie, but the people that are behind it are, you know, his sworn enemies. Into Mads Mikkelsen's villainous Valla. <laughs> villainous Valla. Mads Mikkelsen. Valla. See above. Inspired partly by real Nazi turned NASA engineer. Werner von Braun. He's a man who would like to correct some of the mistakes of the past. Jesus Nicholson of Valor. See, that, that's interesting wording, right? Mistakes of the past, like when the Nazis lost the war, maybe? Or that he was a Nazi. Find out next time on Indiana Jones 5. Uh, Jesus Nicholson of Valor. There is something that could make the world a much better place to live in. He would love to get his hands on it. Like the Garden of Eden, maybe? Indiana Jones. Welcome wants... to uh, the new show coming to Disney Plus. TGIN. Thank goodness it's Nazis, right? No, paycheck. I'll get you fired, buddy. Indiana Jones wants to get his hands on it as well, and so we have a story. So listen to what he says. There is some. There is something that could make the world a much better place to live in. He would love to get his hands on it. Indiana Jones wants to get his hands on it as well. And so we have a story. So yeah, I mean, and if look, it's yeah. free energy, I'm gonna fucking throw myself off the roof. <laughs> I mean, it, it's um, we have two ways of taking this right now. It's either the time travel thing. I don't think I don't see how time travel would make the world a better place. Honestly, I think it makes it a worse place. I, I think I think Ryan Johnson dealt with that in his movie. It's not a good idea. So I don't think it's time travel. And um, is it biblical? Is it the 
I don't think the the spirit destiny makes the world a better place. I don't. Uh, the Garden of Eden might. You know what I mean? It might. I mean, you're trying to think of what can be like biblical if if it's biblical. For you and for me and Indian Jones's race, there's <laughs> people dying. Oh, sorry. <laughs> maybe maybe it's that stupid song about buying the world a Coke. Maybe it's a Coke. Uh, the gods must be crazy. It's a story that blends fact, fiction, fedoras, and fascist, including a major action set piece on the Apollo 11 ticker tape parade in New York, thrown to celebrate the astronauts on 13 August 1969. The sequence not only sees Boyd Holbrook's nefarious clabber, I'm a lap dog to men's and a crazy one at that. The actor I got says, one eye. And I use it. <laughs> Caught up in the middle of his historic celebration. See, it's funny because he's up here going like, he's like, he's like up here giving great quotes. Like he wants to right the wrongs of the past. Like he's this like good thing. And this guy's like, I'm a lap dog to him. So <laughs> I'm calling him J. Jonah Mickelson. J. Jonah Mickelson. Yeah. He does have that mustache yeah. and that hair, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. And look, 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 look over here in the background is that, I think that, I think that's that one lady. Maybe I could be wrong, but. Right here with the with the dress. Did we see? Well, I think we saw her with some cool fucking fucking pants, though. So maybe it's just another lady with that fro. But that, that is a good fro, though. Good on her. She looks adorable. There's a little. I think she's a little bow in it. Oh, she, no, she doesn't have a bow in it. She has a fucking. Uh, it's it's ticker. Not, it's that paper falling from the sky. So, anyways, the sequence not only sees Boyd Hallbrook's the Freyest Clabber caught up in the middle of the historic celebration but also provides inspiration for Empire's exclusive subscriber cover that we've already looked at that a lot. Uh, so get get a get a subscription to Empire if you if you want it if you want a copy. Uh, especially if you want the exclusive cover. But uh Empire's done some pretty cool things. Remember they had that that uh they had an action figure. They had a Kylo Ren figure in one 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 copy of the magazine. Um uh, Anyways, the first with the first images and interviews is what it's promising to have. Speaking to Harrison Ford, Phoebe Waller Bridge, Matt Mickelson, uh Seanette Renee Wilson. That's who I was thinking might be that woman up there, but probably not. Boyd Holbrook, Jez and Johnny Henry Buttersworth, uh Kathy Kennedy, Frank Marshall, and Simon Emmanuel. Hits new set on Thursday, November twenty-fourth. So that's 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 the first one. All right. So get so get off my fucking ass, Rob, about that shit. Okay, right. get off my ass about it. And then, uh, yeah, Antonio Banderas is in it. I don't think they've mentioned him though. Probably would give away too much of the plot. This is the one. I, this is the one with my girlfriend, uh, Phoebe Waller Bridge. She doesn't know that we've been dating for a while now since we met at the solo premiere. I just felt like we really had we only had something, you know. I, I think uh, I just just think it's time for her and I both acknowledge. Do you that. pay her? To send you cameos so you feel like you're talking to her. Like, <laughs> you should send you messages if you feel like they're personal, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, super chats have been going. I, I put on her show Fleabag, and I'm pretty sure she talks to me to me through the TV screen. Does that sound crazy? But I, okay, no. that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. But no. thank you. Santa gave me a $20 super chat and said, get yourself some cold meds and rest. Oh, thanks, buddy. Uh, oh. maybe, maybe if I take enough of that cold meds, maybe, uh, I will see Phoebe Waller bridge talking to me and maybe Phoebe Bridgers will show up and we'll all, we'll all have a party. What, why did somebody's name have, they have to be Phoebe Bridgers and with Phoebe Waller bridge. It's too hard. I can't keep up with it. It's just too difficult. Anyways, 
I, I, I liked her in Solo. I know a lot of people did it. A lot of people had a problem with it with the character, but I think she's hilarious all in all in all. And uh, I'm glad that she's actually like a character, not like a fucking CGI robot, you know, in something that, that they're doing. Because I think she's I think she's great. Uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge is Indy's goddaughter, Helena, in Indiana Jones 5. She's a mystery and a wonder. Exclusive image. And here we can see the picture of her right there. Look at Indiana Jones. He's like, God damn, if you weren't my goddaughter. Right? No, probably not. Okay. The rise of Phoebe Waller-Bridge has been remarkable to behold. This is by Ben Travis, who also wrote the last article. Um, after smashing the fourth wall and grabbing the world's attention with Fleabag, then rejuvenating the small screen spy drama with Killing Eve, which I still haven't seen Killing Eve, but I mean to. She blasted off to a galaxy far, far away in Android form in Solo, a Star Wars story, hosted SNL, and brushed up 007's dialogue in No Time to Die. Next stop, Indiana Jones 5, where she'll play a pivotal part Harrison Ford's final fedora-topped outing. In Indy's 1969 set adventure, she enters the fray as Helena, other than Henry Jones Jr.'s goddaughter. So, uh, that seems to uh, back up. Uh, what's that guy that you like a lot that you always watch his stuff? So many, Jason. Um, <laughs> he cited me. He said he used my article recently, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and 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 you you saw it. Mm. You said he used oh campy campy said this. Sorry, I, I I apologize. I just blanked on his name. I I am on cold meds and uh, but yeah, campy Giovanni. The, Giovanni Campia. He's the one who said it. And uh, he, I think he had the scoop on that shit. So good on the campster. So she's a mystery and a wonder. Waller Bridge tells Empire, teasing her largely under wraps role. In fact, plenty of adjectives abound when describing Helena. According to incoming director James Mangold, she is slippery, charming, the girl next door, a grifter. Uh oh, you know what that means, man. Man's goals describing his childhood babysitter. I think I think he's I think she's I think she's gonna come on YouTube saying that Kathy Kennedy's fired and not even knowing who fucking Rick McCollum is. (laughs) She's gonna take over that Indiana Jones channel. She's gonna be saying uh would be good if maybe General Grievous was in the Indiana Jones. (laughs) Disney Civil War, (coughs) Disney Civil War. (laughs) So per Harrison Ford himself. I mean, this show has more mucus-sounding noises than General Grievous, so this is pretty much the most on-point Star Wars show of all time. Um, she's slippery, charming, the girl next door, Grifter. Pete Harrison, wait, per Harrison, I thought I said Pete Harrison. Per Harrison Pete Ford, Harrison. <laughs> Pete Harrison. Jesus, Jason. Per Harrison <laughs> Ford himself, she's a pioneer in ethical accounting. And for the actor, it's all sprang from a conversation with legendary producer Kathleen Kennedy. Kennedy was in London and asked to have dinner with me and casually mentioned this, recalls Waller Bridge. I immediately ordered 10 bottles of wine. Then it was the fastest I've ever read a script. (coughs) Excuse me. I came out of a sort of haze afterwards. I just couldn't believe how much fun I had and how moved I was by it. And then I had a Zoom and screamed, yeah, at them all. (laughs) My dog goes through the same thing. Gets the zoomies. Way too much wine. You know, <laughs> runs around the house, passes out. 
for that never goal, ever ever leave your glass of wine lying out for a puppy to get a hold of and then they oh, yak puppies it all love up. wine puppies love wine Gee. and then they want to fight uh for bad cold a key reference point for waller bridge and bringing helena to life was barbara stanswick's role in 1941 screwball comedy the lady eve by the way in case people don't know look up what screwball comedies are to understand the difference I, i've seen people already starting to try to grift <laughs> on this line here all that stuff that you love in empire strikes back with han and leia and the, the the will they or won't they stuff that's all based off of the screwball comedy just so you know so it's a bit of a i would say in modern times maybe it has more to do with a banter style oh oh, oh hey santa oh. My favorite screwball comedy is something like it. Ho, 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 ho. All right. <laughs> I'm trying to wipe my nose. I you're, broke, Jason. You're, you're supposed to keep it going while I wipe my nose. <laughs> uh, I like it better when you're just leaking out. I know. It's whatever. It's so is. annoying. It's it's, it's not even like like it's just like like a drip of stuff. It's not like even solid just water anyways uh so anyways so she says uh but among all the conning and the comedy also came the chance to leap into a kind of massive action set piece that indiana jones movies do best honestly i just loved it she says when you're playing a character who throws herself on the back of a vehicle there's no acting around that you have to bloody do it the mystery and wonder of helena is about to unfold all so it, of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade could be described as a screwball comedy. Yeah. That yeah. movie is the very definition of a modern blockbuster. Modern, you know, it's 30 years old. But, you know, right. <laughs> when it came out, right, of a right. modern take on a screwball comedy, 100% from beginning to end. Right down to the, the shot on the, on the on, uh, at the sunset when uh, Marcus has fallen off his camel and shit like that, you know? like Yeah. And it could still have serious themes. It's not, but these, you know, these fucking assholes, man, kills me. Is they, you, 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 you mention Paper Moon, and then they'll endlessly act like they're fucking some film aficionado, you know, because of Paper Moon, it's a serious and dramatic. You say screwball comedy, and like they're basically omitting shit like Paper Falcon. Paper Moon is kind of a screwball comedy mul- of sorts, right? The Maltese Falcon has a lot of like. Am I, am I wrong there? Would I be wrong in saying that? Too. that? Would I be wrong in yeah, saying and that? And some like a hot had a pretty fucking like gangster I, opening. All those people get murdered and shit. It's a mass St. Valentine's Day massacre and shit. Like it doesn't. Yeah. They're on the run from the mob, dude. <laughs> like, right. Like, oh, no, man. Like, you, they, you think these people know who Howard Hawks is for real? You think I they know? know? They don't know. I don't even know. No. Um, but I do know that helena is not he's a- like the girl next door howard hawk he's a grifter he's a loner daddy a rebel <laughs> so i'm not going to pick on um empire magazine for what lucasfilm gives them and for what they're confirming i mean it's good stuff I knew jason was a leaker hey <laughs> so that's what she said um so they confirm what we've already known for the whole time since we saw harrison ford with silly little dots all over his face all summer Indiana Jones 5's opening sequences de-ages Harrison Ford to original trilogy indie. Exclusive. And once again, I don't know about the exclusive part on that, but okay. But, you know, you did get it exclusively from them. Like, like they wanted you to know as opposed to everybody else knowing it and having exclusives about it over the summer. Um, an Indiana Jones movie needs a killer opening sequence. The booby-trapped, boulder-rolling tomb, the original Lost Ark, the Poison and Diamonds musical number in Temple of Doom, 
the Easter egg laden river Phoenix starring flashback that begins last crusade. My personal favorite, the atomic bomb test scramble and kingdom of the crystal skull, which I also love that too. That's fun. Um, each represents a pure distillation of Steven Spielberg and George Lucas's love of adventure serials, pitching the audience straight into the action and giving you a thrill before the story proper has even begun. When taking over the reins for Indiana Jones 5, incoming director James Mangold not only had a high bar to live up to, but the opportunity to do something particularly special in what in the opening minutes. I wanted the chance to dive into this kind of full-on George and Steven old picture and give the audience an adrenaline blast. Mangold tells Empire and our world-exclusive Indiana Jones 5 issue. Please buy it. Please buy it. The Solution. A set piece that dials the clock back to 1944, set in a castle swarming with Nazis. Fucking Through... castle won't die. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I I heard I heard some, some some stuff about that castle. By the way, that like 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 it's like like I've seen stuff. I've seen like it being attacked by like Viking kind of people and shit, and like Romans and stuff that are there. And like so, I think like, uh, not Romans, but um. Yeah, it's like being like plundered or something like that. That that location. People don't know Jason, <coughs> but if you go and read the uh, Rinsler Indiana Jones book, you can track that Lucas wanted this haunted castle. It was a Scottish castle originally, in a Lucas in, in a Jones script since Raiders even. And they could never find a place to put it, and yeah. it kind of becomes the basis for Temple, and that that's technically a haunted castle, right? For what? When you think about it. Oh, oh yeah, no, it, it, it makes it. A, it makes it in the last scene. Yeah. Right, but if you think about Temple of Doom, it's technically a haunted castle, but it isn't. It isn't. It isn't yeah. technically haunted, but you, you see what I mean. And then they put the castle in to Last Crusade, but it, Last Crusade originally opened up with literally any fighting ghosts and shit, and they didn't want to go that fantasy route, so it didn't happen. <laughs> Babe X says, I was thoroughly entertained by one of Doomcock's streams when he wasn't able to keep his story straight and was laughing. And he was, as he was saying, his bullshit. It's a, it's entertaining when he's blatantly trolling. Yeah, I don't know. I guess <laughs> uh, the solution, a set piece that dials the clock back to 1944, and then uh, so, and then we fall out, and you find yourself in 1969. Mangold explains the transition to the main action of the film, so that the audience doesn't experience the change between the 40s and 60s as an intellectual conceit, but literally experiences the buccaneering spirit of those early days and then beginning of now. So, so I guess thing, the movie opens up in the forties. Yeah. <laughs> how I read that, which is what it means, which is what we, and we knew right. this. I mean, we just knew this based off of the fact that every opening mo indie movie or every indie movie has an opening 20 minutes. That's not necessarily connected to the film or it's, it's thematically connected to the film, but that's about it. Sometimes it's Cape catch singing. Yeah, so cool yeah, dress. but it's it's the opening twenty minute adventure, and then the real movie goes on, and <laughs> and I honestly uh, think Doom that cock blows. I, I think that there's something really, <laughs> I think there's something really like magical about that kind of uh, idea. I think it makes the movie fucking go fast. I think like after that, when you get into like the actual movie, it has to fucking book it. And that's what that's what makes um, when the indie movies are working. That's what makes them work so well, and they're so easy to watch. At least for me, anyways. Uh, they don't have time to sit there and fucking make make that make it a slow movie. Um, several techniques were employed to pull the sequence off, including new ILM software that that trawled through archive material of the younger Harrison Ford, 
before matching it to the freshly shot footage, which is basically the deep fake shit, right? Probably, probably, they yeah. probably have. I wonder if they even proved it. The original Raiders jacket was even pulled out of storage, possibly from the sprawling Area 51 warehouse, and uh, tried back on by Ford before being replicated thread for thread. My hope is that although it will be talked about in terms of technology, you just watch it and go, oh my God, they just found footage that was a thing they shot 40 years ago, says producer Kathy Kennedy. We're dropping you into an adventure, something India is looking for, and instantly you have that feeling. I'm in an Indiana Jones movie. For its star, coming face-to-face with his younger self uh, even had him convinced. This is the first time I've seen it where I believe it, Ford tells Empire. It's a little spooky. I don't think I even want to know how it works, but it works. And that's (laughs) now that he's uh, pining to return to the time of the original indie movies. Doesn't make me want to be young, though. He says, I'm glad to have earned my age. Or a certain adventuring archaeologist once put it, it's not the years, it's the mileage. So, and then they have the plug we've already read. So, yeah. So, I mean, so it's it's good stuff. You know what I mean? It, it's it's good stuff. But it's it's nice confirmation of, of things, but we still don't know a title, and we still don't know what the fucking premise of the movie is. And, um, but we we did see Indy with that gold clock uh, from his retirement clock. And we do see that yet they have their hands on a clock back in the 40s. Toby Jones' character has the, has the same clock or something very similar to it. So my take is it may not be about time travel, but it is about time. Like a guy retiring at the end of his career, maybe, at least. He gets I a mean, gold watch. Yeah, I guess like uh, I didn't know this, but I guess like some the gold watch has different forms, and some people it's a clock. Like a, like a sometimes like a it metal. comes in the form of a mighty tour. I gotta tell you, a lot of the sloths were roasting the pizza fire all that day. I don't know the fucking thing. <laughs> I love that. That's, he says so much that's, shit. That is I the know, best delivery in <laughs> Ghostbusters, though. The way he it does really that is. line is just yeah. yeah I'll tell you, like the way he says it, like the whole, whatever. It's just so fucking good. It gets me every time. I've seen that yeah. movie probably three. I really times. should keep that at the ready so I can read it properly, but I've never put bothered a, to learn. Put it on a post-it, Rob. Put it on a post-it. That's what I, I say. I know. I know. Um, yeah. Right next to wash hands after. No, never mind. So I, 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 we're, we're, we're going to talk about some Andor spoilers here, and uh, I talked to a couple of the people over the weekend who have the uh, little screener thing there. So if you don't want any spoilers from it, uh, jump out. But the reason why I want to talk about it. Is because Hold I'm on. seeing the fake the, shit. Hit, spoilers. Hit spoilers. Reva did it. It's all Reva, about Reva. It's a bait and yeah. switch. It's a yeah, bait and switch. She's coming right at the last episode. And Trust she's me. Been, yeah. Trust me. Anakin's not even in this. The Clone Wars aren't even in this. According to spoiler reports. Fuck you. You fucking bozos. Don't even know who Rick McCallum is. Gonna act like you could analyze Star Wars. You don't even know who fucking made it. Jesus Christ. Idiots. Anyways, um, so yeah, the people keep asking, like, oh, oh yeah, like Krennic's in it. People, there's this rumor going around that Krennic is in is is at the end that we we see Krennic. We don't see Krennic. That is that isn't true. Um, that's that's complete bullshit. The uh, the uh, story that we're going to be getting this this Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, however you want to look at it, um, is is the natural culmination of all of the things that you know what I mean that we've seen, like. 
we had the, I think like the, the big thing that um, I saw somebody hinting at this. So since they're hinting at it and they're going to play that fucking game, I'm just going to tell you. Um, basically, you know, th- that, that fucking boy, you know, the, the boy and the father, the boy, like the one who has like the radio tower in his place, Mario and Luigi, yeah. I don't know what we call them. Uh, I don't remember what their names are, but the guy kind of looks like he's from Super Mario Brothers. Um, yeah. So, that, I mean, that Wa- guy, Luigi you know, turned into a... Well, we 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 seen in the trailer that yeah that the that the sun throws the brick, and we know that people are being put into bricks. So you could you could put this together. Oh no! You know he throws Marva. No, he throws. His, I think he throws his father. I think it's his father. Oh, Solomon Pat. What if he takes you, his father's Solomon brick Pat. and bashes in the head of the guy that murdered his dad with yeah. his dad's brick? That yeah. would be crazy, right? Fucking That's hardcore metal, metal shit, right there. Yeah, <laughs> that if that happens. I'm telling you right now, that's the most metal shit to ever appear in Star Wars. More than yeah. blowing up a whole planet full of billions of people. Like, <laughs> yeah, and we, we we have we have Marva come up in that in that hologram out of B two, and she starts like telling it how it is, and then the stormtroopers are gonna like try to stop it. The Empire or whatever gets 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 nervous, and like one of them kicks fucking B two. Then I guess fucking. Um, oh, I'll fucking kill him. Brazo has Marva's brick and just fucking <laughs> I'm, beat I'm, him with the brick. I'm pulling out my shotgun like Horus from Monster Squad. <laughs> yeah. My name is Horus. No, I'm going to fucking yeah. kill that motherfucker. You, no yeah. one touches Bimo. Yeah, nobody touches Bimo. Um, and, uh, but basically, yeah. So, like, you know, you get like this like whole like war thing go or insurgency going on now in the, you know, uprising on the planet. And, and then you have, uh, you know, Bix. Remember, the, there's there's those tunnels they keep talking about under that, going underneath the the area. They they get Bix out, and uh, that's why Endor goes back. And Endor doesn't go back with Boba Fett. Doesn't go back because of a bounty. It's all things. There's a bounty hunter and chases him back. That doesn't happen. It's all bullshit. All oh, that's bullshit. And um, th- these people, they're going around, and they're they're like, by the way, the, the grifters, what they're doing is they're suggesting this stuff so when it doesn't happen, they could say they always said, and then Disney doesn't know what they're doing, and Star Wars is dumb because it's not as good as what they would do. And It's just the whole thing, right? It's, it's what they do. Fuck them. It's just it's low-hanging fruit. It's so stupid. But, uh, but all of it's going to be like real you know, organic to the story. It's not going to like fucking take a left fucking... There's no M. Night twist to, to the story. You know, and then uh, you know the the gist is uh, at the end you you have uh, Luthen M Night Marvia Shank Shank Marvia, you know what yeah. I'm talking Mar Marva Marvia. <laughs> but something um, there, folks. It's, it's, yeah, it's forming. Well, at, at the end, you basically have have Andor getting back to Luthen ship before Luthen, and. Uh, the guns there or whatever, like the weapon. And he's like, you know, the, 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 maybe it's the cane. I don't remember now, but he's like, you know, basically you could kill me or you could take me with you. And then Luthen's happy. And Bix and Brasso and B2, you know, there's the, they get off the planet together. And uh, that's kind of like everything. And, and it, you know, and what I talked about before where you have, you have, what's her name? Um, um, Milky girl, what's her name? And fucking serial guy, serial Karn, and uh, De- Dedra Morrow. She's she's about to get mobbed during that that riot as it breaks out, and 
serial Karn shows up and saves her and pulls her out. You know, has a gun and a mask or something. Maybe he has a mask. I'm not sure about that. But he like like gets her out, you know. And then like they have like a moment, but it's not like they get together or anything. They, but they have a moment. And so like so everybody kind of ends up in like a logical place, like like where you would think the and and I've heard that that the actual like like riot itself is fucking just great. Like it's really good. Like it's 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 super good. It's it's the um two people said they liked it better than, than the prison riot. I fucking love the prison riot. So <laughs> it should be fun. It should be it should be a fun thing. And it sounds good. And I, I will yeah. always grift you. Right. And then and then at, and then at the end, at the you. at the end we we have the fucking Death Star and we have the pieces, the the droids working on it, putting the pieces in that mm. that that they made and I love that idea. I love that that idea that like, you know, in a way like Andor made the Death Star against his will as, as a slave. And then he's the guy who, who helps destroy it. That's pretty cool. It's like it's a it's a really good story for that character, like all all, all in all, you know. And um, um, and then as Tristan says, yeah, just but no credit, no lightsabers, no boss guys. Disney fail, <laughs> right? And and I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if we if we see those guys in season two. Like I think it would make sense that it like around season two we start going like there's a superior science officer by by. Um, saw Guerrera and saw loves Jin. Jin is like his daughter. I mean, that's the impression I get. When he, when you look at how ruthless that guy is, for him to leave her with a gun and a thing is probably the most loving thing that the guy's done in years <laughs> to somebody. You're assuming people read Catalyst, Jason. Well, in the movie, no, no, in the in the movie, it 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 says that that he's like he's like you know when they meet up again, he says that they they, they sure he's the one that took them to that planet. I mean, but if they read the fucking book, they would. <laughs> but anyways yeah so so i i think it, i think that we might see like stuff about about i would i would i would not be surprised if bodie rook and um all of those people end up like potentially in it krennic bodie rook and uh galen urso seem like they could be in it i honestly Jin or so i don't think so because i think the stuff's already happened with her i think she's already been left by by Sagarera. So she's out there being what's her name? Like Helena something? Like Helena fucking Krennic. I don't remember what her name is. She has like like her pseudonym. And she's out there like doing that shit. So she's probably just out there being a criminal. And um so I wouldn't expect too much on that on that front. On that on that front, but who knows? Hey, a Star Wars podcast. Thanks, man. Um it's pronounced Bob Igor. Igor oh. uh, Oh wait! Did he, I, I... He's Bob Igor. He's going to run the Disney <laughs> so successfully. Yeah, <laughs> like these guys, dude. All right. Wait, I don't see. I don't see a DM from you. Bob oh, wait, Igor now says doll whips are only four fifty instead of five fifty. Like it's just ridiculous. Dude. <laughs> what if Bob? What if Igor man just bought doll whip? Like he just makes another acquisition. He just buy Dole Whips, you know. He's uh, like, spent more of your money, bitches. Tomorrow, tomorrow, if you're free, a Star Wars podcast. I'll send you. I'll send you an invite to to come hang out if you if you are free tomorrow. We're about to we're about to wrap up on this on this bitch. Yeah, we're about to rub this one out. Yeah, I need to go get some fucking more cold medicine in me. You know. 
but thank you again for the super chat dude and by the way we were on the star wars podcast uh show the other day i had a really good conversation so make sure you check that out i retweeted it and everything so you can find it in my on my on my twatter if you want to see it uh, or just follow up the star wars podcast and it's a good conversation um Roland says i was explaining fulcrum to my buddy yesterday and was reminded that cassian is a fulcrum agent at some point do you think we'll get him get we'll we'll get we'll see him get recruited for it in season two I would, I could be wrong, but I would not be surprised if at the end of this, um, this little this little moment between him and um, the guy probably is probably what's gonna be it. That's probably the moment that 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 the, that the recruiting happens, and we're gonna. I think we're just gonna see rebel business from here on out. That that's the impression that yeah, that there's not selling. a lot of time left. Like, yeah, and it was five seasons, and they were, were planning on deep faking. <coughs> You know Diego Luna for the next ten fucking years. I mean, one thing, but that, it, it's it's gonna be four, three episode mini movies the next season, basically. They've, you know, like so maybe they deal with. I could see that, like maybe like the second set of movies they could do that, right? The second set of three, that. But you know, the way they move, I don't know, man. I don't. I wouldn't count on all that extra shit. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't either. I mean, I mean, you, you could. I mean, you could. You, you, I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say like like it won't happen. I think we'll see him doing the job more than getting the job, though. Just based off of the fact that like they have this clear like agreement, you know, together at the end. And uh, have you seen this this picture, Aria? You asked Aria, how's how's the Death Star looking? Any destroyers and all that stuff. I mean, this is all that this is all that it is, from what I understand. Is we pull out from this, and like, so let's see right here. See right there on the bottom, you can see the Death Star. Then you can see that like they're working on the, the rings, and they're going to place them inside there. They're like out there in orbit. So that's what you get. <laughs> that's so like you know I don't know how you, like the rumors about Krennic and shit. Like where would he be? fucking floating the out there in space of unlimited power right unlimited yeah power. that's rings of unlimited power that's... maybe he's like fall guys and he like jumps in there and then he has to get those for points i don't know mm. Mm. and then matthew sagarera is going to be in it though right we don't i don't think i wouldn't say we have it confirmed but i think it's a super safe assumption like we were talking about me and uh best were talking about this you really could have cut sagarera from the first season of the show it, not saying it doesn't help, but you in terms of it, like if they had known that that they weren't going to do five seasons, I don't think Sagarera would have would have been in, in these episodes. I think it's just about like starting it up and putting him in and introducing him, but you don't really need it. So you really could have done everything. Everything that happens really could have happened in the uh, next season, and um, and to the same like, efficacy. I think in the next season he's more needed than he was in the first season. So that's why I say it's 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 a given he will show up, like in the second one. Yes, I do need to get that Benadryl. The problem with Benadryl, KG, is it knocks me the fuck out. I, I go to sleepy sleep. Benadryl. <laughs> yeah. What? You <laughs> want to put me to sleep? You you want a doll whip? You, <laughs> you want to buy me a doll whip? <laughs> it's like it's like that weird speaking thing where people at make like a statement so like a question at the end but what it's but it's <laughs> doing it like you know as a matter of fact like, 
Like, I yeah. think Warwick Davis is maybe kind of okay. And George is very reserved about these things. He thinks in, in dollars instead of, like, creatively most of the time. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's the right time right now. And, uh, and as John has mentioned, on Solo, everything came together. The stars aligned, and uh, here we are. It all happened. <laughs> that killed Wade. It's old. That killed yeah, Wade. I'm going to miss you, Wade. You always be our boy, Wade. What do we get? That doll whips. Wow. <laughs> whip, whip, stir, stir, whip. Says uh, you, 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 you premium. You're just you're straight up YouTube premium. <laughs> you are. <laughs> Come on, YouTube Plus would have been the real <laughs> YouTube thing. Plus. Do better. Do, do you, better. YouTube Prime Plus. Give it time. Give it time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rose says I don't think we'll see Cal in anything for a while. Although I love see him be brought to live action somehow i know i think it's like it's like it's a double-edged sword because if they start putting him in movies and tv shows ruins what they can do with him in games so i think it's like they want to keep him, you know available in the game they don't they don't really want to put him in stuff because it, it it closes down what the possibilities are so i think if he dies in the next game for instance then it's whatever at that point i'm but hoping it, uh, it, man. i don't think any of these games should have I think the lead character no. should be a character you get to make. Like, you know, they can have a person act all they want, a female and a male, and just alter the voice. But I like the you creating your own character shit. I'm tired of fucking. I want to make it a, a hammerhead with a with an afro and a, and a and a fucking human or or a, what was that the the bat nose? You know, I want to just give me all the fucking options. Yeah, you know, I'm tired of their art direction for heroes of Star Wars. I think I think people I think people love Cal though, and they think he's the new Wade. I mean, that's the impression I'm getting from the chat give a today. Shit what they love, I'm, I'm being selfish, dude. So we haven't what? seen a character like Wade come along in a long time. You, know you can I mean? make your own Wade if you want to. Look, this Harry Potter game. I don't even fucking like Harry Potter. This Harry Potter game's got a crazy get to make your own person. I'm just I'm sorry, man. Like Star, it's a triple A game. I get the first game was done on a budget. But they should be able to let you make your own character if you want to. It's but how stupid. could how could Cho Chang do that to Harry? How could she? Her name is Cho Chang. This is ridiculous. Cho Chang. <laughs> so Cho Chang. Cho Chang broke <sighs> Harry's heart. She broke Harry's heart. So, anyways, um, Lambhead should be playable. All right, with that, we're gonna play out with Lambhead today because, I mean, you convinced me. If I could find it, I might not be able to. I, I found it. All right, everybody. We'll, we'll be back tomorrow if I'm not sick. I'm just so happy. Because of Igor's back. Igor's back. He's, he's the best I am Igor. Ever, you know? I mean, Kathy Kennedy. What news do you have for me today? And the Marvel <laughs> movies suck, but the Igor's back. It's the best day of my life. I, I love it. I have them head. Protector of the room.